home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Hello, everybody. I'm Garrett Miller, and behind the scenes, I am desperately trying to figure out 14 different computers. Hope this sounds really nice tonight. Um, the last couple of episodes, I've had my guests and co-hosts say it sounds choppy. I've reset everything in order to sound so breathtakingly brilliant with you tonight. But we'll see. It could be a total shit show, and it could be horrible or great. Either way. I'm thrilled that you're here. Tonight, in just a couple of moments, we're going to be introducing my guest co-host tonight. You will know her from her very popular monthly show, A Journey with Stephanie, which is on the first Sunday of the month at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Stephanie's going to be welcoming Doug to the show this week. She'll be talking about her upcoming show in a couple of moments. But as a real quick reminder to everybody, we do have other programs. Right here on the Rated G Radio Network, she's one of America's top 50 sites. She also hosts a separate show on the Women and Intuition Network, the Women Network Monthly. It's the second Tuesday of the month, something like that. You can talk to her anytime she's on and find out more. Also, we have LGBT Radio on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with my good friend and host, Watson. Um, he actually, I say host, but he's now the host of the show. And then we all have our, our very own Mary Lou Monroe, rated old radio from down on the. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, we are available on iHeartRadio, and you'll find us under the banner of LGBT Radio, because it's all inclusive there, and also on Apple's podcast. If you'd like to listen to the show, take us to the show, listen to the entire show tonight, want to replay it, those networks as well, or simply come back to this one, and we'll love to have you. Tonight, we're going to be doing something a little different. On Rated G Radio, you will know my passion is to gab, gab, gab with my co-host. This is my pleasure of the week, and I indulge without remorse. And if you like the conversations, I love having you be part of it. Joining me on topic, I love to be part of it. But tonight, we are actually going to take your calls in the second half of the show. Now, I know that Stephanie will, um, you know, go more detail about what she will and won't do for her calls tonight because she usually reserves questions for her Sunday night show. But we want to give you a little holiday treat, so Stephanie will be taking some of your calls later. If, however, you would like to find a point and talk about some of the holiday things that we're going to be speaking about, that would always be welcomed as well. So if you'd like to ask a question, the hotline is 236-57-1493. You can call in, raise your hand virtually, and we'll call when you've been a good student. But that won't be until the second half of the show. So without further ado, as always, love to say, Stephanie, welcome back to the G-Radio here. Hi, Garrett. I'm doing good. Doing well. Good. How are you? Do I sound choppy? Oh, it's very, very choppy. I'm praying that this goes well. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. If I give the microphone this 
different. I did this last week with Bob, and I just moved the microphone a hair, and he goes, oh, my gosh, it's like we're right next door. Does that sound any better? It's a bit better. We'll do what we can here. It's it's better than what How it was. This? Yes. Oh, now that, that sounds like that's getting better, much, much better. Okay. Well, okay, so here's here's the setup. So I, I've got the this microphone screen. I don't know what I really have other than you know everybody who has a microphone has a screen in front of. Them. I guess for the you don't all the time. It's been working great until like the last month or so, and all of a sudden it makes it sound like I'm choppy. So hopefully this will be better. I'll take this <laughs> off and we'll just take this anyway. So how's um, almost November treating you? How is November treating me? Yeah. Good. I, you were chopping out again, so oh <laughs> I figured I'd better repeat myself. I know. Yeah. I know. It's okay. November's been really lovely. You know what? Uh, Thanksgiving was a ton of fun. I went to my brother's house. And just got to hang out with him and his wife and two of my nieces and one of my nephews. And, of course, cats, cats, and more cats. So uh, we all had a nice time. And we ate just enough. You know, we had dinner like at 3.30 in the afternoon. Then we had pie about 7 o'clock that evening. And that was it. Didn't eat again till like noon the next day. It was perfect. So we, I wasn't gorging, you know. Normally, I just love Thanksgiving food. But this time around, it was like, you know, it's okay to space things out. So, yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, I got to, um, I went by one of my sister's places beforehand, and uh, she was not able to go. She... I know this is the world we live in. Um, she had opportunity to work and earn triple time, not mm-hmm. double, but triple. So she she made her choice and earned some good money. And then her daughter ended up getting strep throat. And we were like, we love you and we love you at your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We love you over there and not over here. But uh, it was nice and it was pleasant. And uh, this weekend, I'm actually going to go back to my brother's. I'm bringing, I have a really cool, um, it's actually for teenagers. It's a coloring book. And it's got mandalas and all kinds of neat, neat, neat pictures. And I don't know if you remember this, Garrett, but once upon a time in grade school, there was those really cool crayons, but they were not called crayons. They were called crepaws. And it's like a combo of the wax crayon, but it's part chalk. And then it's almost like acrylic in there, too. Amazing. So I'm going to bring those over as well. Messy to use, but so much fun. Yeah. Do you use them? Does it come off or use it on a sidewalk or how do you? Use oh, use it as colors for the coloring book. Yeah. Oh, God. that's right. You said color book. Okay. I did. So we're going to paint and we're going to color and watch Christmas movies. My brother, I don't know what it is with guys and I love this, but he loves it's Christmas movies. So um, we're going to watch Christmas movies. Do you have plus? Do you have a favorite? Do I have 
Mm-hmm. What do I have? Well, okay. So my brother has one of these TV apps, and it's called Plex, P-L-E-X. And it's basically like a shell of a database, and you can build your movies, whatever, whatever you want in there, whether it's concerts or podcasts, movies, etc. And uh, so he's got this huge database built with tons of Christmas movies, and of course, lots of concerts too. Loves his music. So anyway, he's added me onto the account. He did that a couple years ago. And he's like, Stephanie, come here. I got to show you something. And so we go into his office and his computer monitor, it's a TV screen. It's a flat screen TV screen. And he's like showing me all these latest movies. And I'm like, how do you do this? (laughs) But his his favorite movies are the... Um, Hallmark Christmas movies, and then Taboo. Really? If it has, oh yes, and if it has Candace Cameron in it, he's all over it. He has seen every one of her movies, whether it's Christmas or romance. He has seen them all, and her little mystery series, and um, it's it's very sweet, and it drives his wife crazy because she's like not there. <laughs> She's more about the slapstick humor stuff. Like we watched a movie called Horrible Bosses. OMG. Oh, the best. You know? Yes, yes. So that's her kind of humor. And when it comes to his Hallmark movies, she's like, okay, I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> well, it's good to know your boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's how the November has been so far. How's your November been? Busy, you know. I've got a regular job. I've got my part-time job. I've got the radio on Monday nights. I'm recording a new album right now and trying to find time to do about 400 other things because you know my life is not busy enough. And so, I know. when my sister worked on Thanksgiving and triple time, I mm-hmm. think I might have gotten triple time on Thanksgiving. I'm not sure for sure. All I know is it was off for my normal job. And then I worked my part-time job back mm. in the day, Stephanie, when I think I first met you, that was my full-time job. And right. at a full-time job, then it worked on holiday. I always get triple pay. So, you know, I always triple pay because I was highly underpaid at the time. That wasn't me. Um, and when I'm doing my full this is so roundabout. I apologize to everybody for talking like a mother in vague terms, but this is the purpose of conversation here. I went out to my full-time job, my old-time job as a part-time job for a while, and then I finally was making a lot of money. And I said, you know what? I don't need this job anymore, so I quit for about a minute and a half. And two minutes in, I I can't have two days off a week. This drives me nuts. It's something to do. So, well, by the time I went back, I had to go back on a new contract. And so for the first two years I've been back, just getting put regular time, even double time or two and a half or anything like that. But I believe I'm getting time and a half for working holidays now. I think I don't know for sure. But I don't really care. I mean, I do care, but I don't really care. So mm-hmm. I guess I see this coming when I get my direct on how that looks. But I was shocked because part-time I visit a grocery store. And my 
big ask, Stephanie, has been please try to only schedule me one night a week. Why? Because Garrett wants to be on the schedule and wants to work when he wants to work, not just let work because I'm assigned to work. And the challenge is, is I can't think they want me to work extra because I really like the job. Um, two, it's easy, and then three, they work around my other jobs. I don't have any excuses except extreme fatigue and exhaustion. Okay, so putting extreme fatigue and exhaustion behind me, uh, mm. I'll pretty much work whatever I want. So a long story short, for a probably like back, in, I don't know, September, my man comes to me and we're talking, and I said, you know, I'd really like to work less uh, because we had agreed to, you know, keep me two nights a week, which was great, and then three nights, and, you know, you can see where this pattern is going, because they would really like me there seven days a week if you could. And if mm-hmm. I had a 48-hour single day, I'd probably work there more, but I don't. So there we go. And she, well, let me see what I can do. I'll see if, you know, if nobody called out on all of us, that if we can get you down one day a week. And I said, great. So I ended up work three days a week, and I'm working three days a week, and probably but you know, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And so, um, <laughs> by the hours of work, I don't end the manager very often because she's a day person. You know, by the time I lock up my office at six and, you know, race home and feed the dogs and run to the store, you know, to get everything done by seven. Well, I happened to run it for a few weeks ago. And I said, is there, you know, I know that we were talking about one day a week, but I because I'm not, but I think three doesn't equal one. Because well, you know, so is coming back. We're going to try, and I said, okay. And I said, if you need me, you know, I'll come in. But my preference really is just one shift a week. And I'm great with that. I don't need money. I don't care about union dues. I just that that one a week is great. So I worked three days last week, including Thanksgiving. And the reason I'm saying all of this is. Leading up to holidays, it's usually crazy. But one of the things that I'm really noticing now with the economy, inflation, and things like that is people are really being more choosy about the groceries they buy and when they buy them and how much they buy. So to Thanksgiving, I go into the store at 12.30, working 12.30 to 9. Well, our assistant manager is gone. My boss is gone because so low. Is usually slammed with lines out back to the back to the store, all of that. Not the case. And it's actually quite a lovely, state, but rather slow shift for my time on Thanksgiving. And um, I don't know where, how have the stores been when you've been venturing, Stephanie. You know, it's funny because there's not really any one set pattern. Um, Sunday at the grocery store was quiet. Now it's post-Thanksgiving, so that makes sense. Um, I haven't yet been out to see, you know, what is it like at the bigger stores just yet. But, you know, here it's, um, it's so different because, you know, for every one square mile in this county, there are strip malls, there's the TJ Maxx, there's a Costco, there's, it, it's mm-hmm. so condensed with stores, stores upon stores upon stores, it's kind of hard to really dictate that. Now, I will say that um, 
the store, which one is it? It was Big Lots. Big Lots, it just depends. Um, when I was in there last, it was like nice and quiet. And then all of a sudden here came the wave. And that was, that was also during the Christmas season, the last time I was in there. So, and that was here in Phoenix, actually. So it was rather packed, especially the checkout line. But um, otherwise, I mean, people here, you know, it's it's still the flocking to the grocery store. And, it, of course, it comes in waves. But mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen any major significant surge, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. And people it's are been, it's more. It's been weird holiday shopping. It has been. It's It's been very different for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. I agree with you as far as shopping. People do seem to be more particular about what they choose to eat. Is it mm-hmm. organic? Um, it's it's real interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when they say to shop the outer perimeter of the grocery store, I do see more of that going on. Do you see that? I think. Well, I, I would like to say that's the case. I think you have the people that shop the perimeter. The perimeter, for those of you who are listening, are like we're talking about, that's from produce to dairy to meat and to, you know, out. You know, you're skipping the center off stuff with all the processed foods. Where the processed mm-hmm. foods are, that's where you're going to get the best coupon specials and deals. Your your pack of wine and you get 10% off or whatever the deal is. That's mm-hmm. where, you know, quote, unquote, save all the money. You're not saving money by bell pepper and grab-fed beef. You know, it just doesn't, that doesn't happen. So I see uh, quite a bit that come through, in, even the people who are buying you know, junk food. So I, I don't really see a difference between, other than, you know, probably health-wise, um, a difference between people who are shopping outer perimeter and the perimeter. They're still making different choices and well, over the summer, a $50 for the same groceries today, we're talking it's $65, $70 or more for nothing different. And I think a lot of people are now, um, everybody in Orange County, don't you know who I am? I'm very important. And I'm very rich, <laughs> even if they're not. And most of them are not. But they will like to impress upon you that they live in Orange County and they're very rich as they, you know, Card and driving off Mercedes. So explain how that works. I don't know, but I see it all the time. Um, but with that, you know, people are um, being more choosy about you know how much they're getting, when they're getting it, and mm-hmm. seeing a lot more coupons. I'm seeing mm-hmm. I've never ever thought that would ever clip a coupon, use digital coupons, um, you know, shopping for sale items, uh, but you know, predominantly. 10 years, I've only bought items that are on the grocery store because I know that next week, the whatever it is that I have to have out will be on sale. Because it's all in a rotation. One week it's chicken, one week it's pork, one week it's beef, one week it's something else, and back to chicken again. Same with every single thing. Cola to pretzels to potato chips, it's all on a rotation because the, the food company pay to do this. So, one store having on sale this week, next week it's somewhere else, and so on and so forth. But I see a lot of people really exclusively only buying on sale. I want to sell that a lot. Um, definitely mm-hmm. not a hoarding situation like when you know the 
COVID hit, everybody had to get four rolls of toilet paper because they're going to wear but not any food. How that plays out, but because I've still one of my years ago sitting there waiting for you know, sorry, I digress. Anyway, it's just, I think it's just weird for a, a lot of seeing, I, you know, where it used to be very busy at night at the store, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, very relaxed, very easy, and mm-hmm. um, not uncomfortable saying, hey, you know, slow enough, and you got to be here till midnight, can I go home now? And, you know, probably time, yeah, go ahead and go. The work's done, we're caught up, et cetera, go ahead and and leave. So that to me is interesting. You know, I notice a difference in my shopping too. Um, so I do cheat from time to time and I order groceries online uh, from yeah, a couple different a places. Well, I'm telling you, um, I learned that Amazon Fresh, they deliver mm-hmm. groceries from Whole Foods. And oh my goodness. Yeah. So I have been shopping that way. But here's the interesting part. I'll actually get one of these and then one of those. And I'm not trying to hoard, if that makes sense. And then with what I have, you know, you can always create and make it into something different, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for example, I like my fruit. And in my freezer, I've got raspberries and black cherries and blueberries and strawberries. And when you have a bag of each, you can just do a little, you know, a little bit at a time out of each bag. You've got a bowl yeah. full of fruit in the morning, and it's a neat way to go. I really like their um, organic avocados. Man, Ooh. organic avocados are delicious, and of course, they're from Whole Foods. But, you know, organic avocados, I think, it, you know, a real one and not one that's been mislabeled, because I have had that experience, too. The organic avocados are like buttery, yummy, oh my gosh, so smooth. It's not stringy. It doesn't taste like, is this really is this really ready or does it need to cook a couple more days on the counter, you know? <laughs> but um, I've noticed that with my shopping habits now, another thing, Um, A friend of mine told me about, and I thought, well, I'll try it. And it's kind of expensive, but the pasteurized eggs. So these are the eggs where the chickens actually just eat bugs and grass. Those Mm -hmm. eggs, there is a difference. I taste it. It, They're pretty good, but, you know, (laughs) I have to go easy on how frequently I use those eggs, too, because it's like $9 a dozen, which is crazy. That's that's Alaska prices, though, honestly, close to it. Alaska's not quite that expensive, or it wasn't anyway. But um, And then I've been trying the, I don't know if you've had this or not, and I'm not a big red meat eater, but lately I've tried the grass-fed little tiny pot roasts. I don't know if you've had the grass-fed. I'm telling you, Garrett, Try it one time. The first one I made, and I just did it in the crock pot. It's like, oh, well, I'll just throw everything and let it cook because I like to cook that way. And um, I sliced that when all was said and done. And, you know, it was hearty. It was like, oh, wow. And it tasted good. 
Um, it didn't have a funny taste to me at all. If anything, it's probably a little more bland. And so hmm. uh, one habit I have from my growing up years was when my mom would make anything, <laughs> anything, <laughs> whether it was chicken and rice or whether it was roast, <laughs> uh, the Lipton dry onion soup mix went on the top. Oh, right? it's the best. Yeah. It is the best. And so I put it's that on the top. Oh, yeah. <sighs> It was so good with carrots and potatoes, and I think I put in just one red onion that round. But um, but the grass-fed meat is actually pretty good. Now, I thought, well, you know, then the following week or a couple weeks later, then I tried just the regular pot roast from the grocery store. And that was good in its own way because that reminded me of, oh, well, this is what meat tasted like you know, growing up as kids and on with the dry onion soup mix. Of course, anything's going to taste good with that. It doesn't matter. But um, but I really liked, um, I liked that as well, you know, because you've got your marbling, you've got the little bit of fat that drips into the bottom. That was, that was good in its own way. So, but yeah, I've had the leanings of getting the grass fed stuff, which you know, supposedly it's better for you if you're going to have it. And um, there is a difference, though. So I, I knew I didn't have to wonder, is this really grass-fed? Because it was meat, you know. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. had grass-fed beef. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, think, I, I think it would be interesting for me to have, like, a side-by-side taste test. You know, all, all people, here's a grass-fed non grass fed roast. Have a right. bite of each and then let me know what you think. Because I don't know, I don't cook red meat at the house. I have I do have roast in the freezer. I have that for the dogs. Um, so every like once a quarter or something I'll cook it up or I'll just leave it raw and I'll puree it in into really like hamburger meat food processor. They have red raw meat so they get some iron in the diet. Um but mm-hmm. outside of that I don't really cook red meat ever. Yeah, I love and meat. For, I just don't cook it. Exactly. Yeah, and for me, it's something that's every now and again. And I know, you know, women tend to crave it around that time of the month. You know, for the iron, and I have it in the freezer. And I figure, you know, if my iron levels seem to require more iron, then I'll just take one of those out and throw it in the crock pot. So it's not an everyday occurrence for me to have that. But ooh, we, it's sure delicious. It's sure delicious. Okay. So I'm going to figure out something, some excuse on go buy something grass-fed. And unfortunately, I'm looking at you dogs at my feet. Tonight. You will not get any of that because I have a feeling it's pretty more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to fight you for that one. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, goodness. That's well, funny. I'll tell you what. We've got about a half an hour left. One caller that's been patiently waiting before the show. Should we take a call this afternoon? I guess it's evening now. Do you want to take a call this evening and then we'll get back to our holiday chatter? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And, and full disclaimer, I have not screwed you callers, so please don't swear or anything else like that. 646 live on the air. Stephanie, um, can we get your name and what would you like to talk about? Hi, my name is Mandy. Thanks for taking my call. Um I have a question about my daughter. I'm wondering if you could uh, give me your intuition, your insight. She's been dating someone, and it's been a bit rocky on and off. Like um, she 
she keeps giving this guy a chance. And um, I'm just wondering if you see it um, being long-term or will she finally get the courage to just call it off and will another new uh, potential boyfriend come in anytime soon? Okay. All right, Mandy. Let's take a look here. And one of the tools that I use that, that I like to share with callers is I use the pendulum. Mm-hmm. And I was trained in spiritual response therapy, which is rather intensive. So I'm just mm-hmm. checking in, getting her permission. She's saying yes. Okay. Um, let's see here. So I'm just simply asking. Some people say hi, self. I say soul. I'm just connecting with her soul and asking her, um, mm-hmm. does she plan to stay with this person or does she plan to make a change? She's indicating very strongly that she plans to make a change. And she's she is clear about her intention to make the change. So I'm just getting an idea of when that might be. Um, mm-hmm. It's in months, and I'm asking how many months. This will be after the first of the year. It looks like probably roughly four months. So that brings us into early springtime or, you know, right Mm -hmm. around the, Mm -hmm. you know, spring solstice time. And, you know, honestly, that would make sense. And here's why I'm not an astrologer, but from what, you know, I do like to gather that kind of information so the planet mars has been retrograde in the sign of gemini and it's um, unusual this time around because normally it's only retrograde for a couple months maybe two and a half at most and this one is going to be a total of seven months and so what is significant about the timeline that's presenting itself is that that's about the time that mars is going to go like fully direct So it begins to go direct early January, Mm -hmm. around the 12th, I think, something like that. But it it will, 12th, okay. Mm -hmm. And then it's fully direct in March. So that would make sense to me. So one of the things regarding your daughter is she, um, she knows you're concerned. She understands far more about this person that she's involved with right now than what she wants Mm -hmm. to let on because she doesn't Mm -hmm. want to scare anybody and especially you. Um, Mm. So she's, she's self-aware and then she's also sort of going to push her own boundaries to see, okay, when this person is in having his moment and he's not being very nice, um, Mm She wants to see how far is he going to go with that. She Mm. also has her own, and I don't mean she would push it way out there because she Mm -hmm. feels like she's clear about her boundaries too. Mm -hmm. So, so, but with him, when she's with him, she seems to um, soften up with the boundaries, shall we say. Sometimes she gives them too much uh, (laughs) allowance, let's put it that way, too much allowance. Mm So there's going to be a series of um, little events between the two of them and their own personal socializing out in the world. Maybe it's dinner, maybe it's lunch, 
whatever the case might be, when they're out and about, she's going to start noticing more prominent details. And once upon a time in her mind, she thought she was sort of imagining these things. She's going to allow herself to actually see these things. That's what's going to make it real. The other thing is, as she nears the time when she makes her decision, she will also have an exit strategy, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. she's going to put together a little plan, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Whatever the plan is, it's also for her own safety. So um, she's got this on the back burner in her mind. Deep inside, she knows that this isn't intended to last. So, but Mm -hmm. this is something she needs to move through. When this chapter is over, she and this person actually will not have to connect again the rest of this lifetime or in any other lifetime. So they're finishing Mm -hmm. up karma. This is very Mm -hmm. karmic. Once she gets through this karma, then the next situation with the next person, it will be different. Because this will Mm -hmm. be out of the road. The cool part with her is she's a wise soul and she's choosing to uh, do all of this, you know, like all of the lessons compounded of everything that could go wrong in relationships, it's compounded Mm -hmm. within this one present relationship. Mm -hmm. So in that Mm -hmm. sense of the word, this is where she is an old soul. She is smart. And yet she's still human, too. That's the frustrating part. But afterwards, she will have a much easier time. It wouldn't surprise me if after the fact, if she's not already connected with a new person, like in the summertime next year, sometime Uh mid-late summer. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah. Um, And go ahead. Oh, it's good. It will, is this person going to be someone in our culture? Is she is she moving towards that? Like, or will it be someone? Mm-hmm. In the, I'm asking, will she choose someone within the culture, or is this going to be multicultural? Well, this is interesting. It first indicates multicultural, but within the culture. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Exactly. So we have our quiet Mm -hmm. people, our conservative people, you know, this Mm -hmm. is how it is type people. And then the more creative ones. And I think that may be the better way to describe it. So she'll Mm -hmm. find her niche and yet in a creative way, like literally artsy music, um, Mm -hmm. freedom expression. Let's say, for example, you know, the difference would simply be she would live in the midst of downtown versus out in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. If it makes I sense. See. Because you still have the same culture, yet different lifestyles of how they live in each area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She'll be content. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. That, that's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just cool. was concerned because she just keeps giving this guy more chances and I was like, why, you know, he's not right for you. And, uh, and I don't, yeah, and exactly. she knows I don't like him. So she doesn't really talk to me about it. And I just want the best for her when someone who's going to respect her and love her. And that's, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Sure. You're well, welcome. Thank you for your call. Thank you so, both. I really- you're welcome. Andy, I'm not, uh, don't hang up, man. I'm going to give you a great Christmas gift 
get for your daughter. Oh. A hundred years ago, maybe two hundred years ago. I don't know. Uh, I was in a situation where my dating life all up in shambles and wasn't dating the right people and all that kind of stuff. And I had dinner with a dear friend of mine, her name is Crystal, just like the singer, except she wasn't the singer. And we're having dinner at this very swank restaurant in Scottsdale, Arizona called AD88. Have you been before? I haven't been there, no. AD88, you must go sometime. On Friday night, you can spend there too. Very exciting. Anyway. Wow. Um, I, and and very moderate food, not great, but you get like moderate food, a place to go to be seen. So Crystal and I are having dinner. She's giving me this big tale of what about this guy that she's dating, and her gives this book. And so she starts telling me about this book, and the book, Mandy, write this down. See, I'm giving you time to pen up here. I'll just come back to the you know 40 minute mark of the show. The book is called Are You the One for Me? Avoiding who's wrong and finding who's right, Dr. Beverly D'Angelo. Mm. Are you the one for me, knowing who's right and avoiding who's wrong? Nothing like it, but it's are you the one? I am not a book reader. It's when I was going to college, and so like I got my book reading, I think I'd be reading some self-help book, and that was for self-help with self-help. And yet the next day after work, I have to be in and going to the music section, because that's what I did. I just buy CDs all the time. And as I'm walking out of the store, walking towards the cash registers, I just happen to walk by an aisle of books, which never happens to me, Stephanie, ever. And what's <laughs> staring me in the face? Are you the one for me who's wrong, um, you know, knowing who's right? And I, this is just karma. I, I take this book and purchase it and see what it says. So I, I got the book and it's full of exercises and things like that and I really got a lot out of it. But for somebody who is um, maybe you know, picking interesting candidates for their potential partner, this really helped me get a clear picture of what I do want in a person and what I don't want in a person. So as to explore the dating world, uh, you know, you start to see those warning signs early and be like, ooh, okay, that's something that's going to be a deal breaker for me. I don't think I'm going to continue dating you or seeing you. You don't make a big deal out of it, but I'm going to tell you, it helped me avoid red flags. Now, I still make stupid choices often, but I'm at least making stupid choices with full knowledge that I make. Oh, if I just give them more chance of, they promise not to be this time, or they promise not to be drunk at when I go out in public or they promise not and then it happens again and again and again. You can look at that and go like, oh I'm making the same person, same personality trait. But it's a different person, but it's the same thing. So, you know, best book that's cheap too, or you can probably get an e book, you know, because I guess that's what all the cool kids are doing now this Kindle stuff. But if <laughs> are you one for me by Dr. Really D'Angelo me later and once you make a good one. But that was it. For Christmas, since the holiday episode, we've got 20 minutes left, and five minutes of that, we're going to play a Christmas song. So, everybody. Yay. So, yay. We have been talking about the grocery store and things like that. Do you have a favorite holiday food? Oh, favorite holiday food. Oh. 
my gosh. Well, my favorite childhood holiday food was my mother's chocolate fudge made with walnuts. Oh, my yeah, God. the same thing. Oh, <laughs> you were not. Really? I, I love it. I've been thinking about it all day. So it was her holiday fudge, and then my, one of my grandmothers would make peanut butter fudge. Oh, my God. It was so good because it was almost like she just dumped peanut butter out. Of, this is not how it went, but it tasted like it. It was just peanut butter, just filled with um, powdered sugar and God knows what else. Mm-hmm. And she would cook it on the stove and stir and mm-hmm. stir and stir and stir. And so, you know, the good, yummy, old-fashioned way. And um, and then she would pour that in the pan, and then she would melt the chocolate and pour that on top of the peanut butter. Oh, that's when I got sold on this peanut butter chocolate thing, <laughs> also known as Reese's and M&M peanut. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and I still absolutely love mashed potatoes and gravy with cranberry sauce on the side. Oh. Like there's no no calories in that, right? <laughs> but, um, <Zero. laughs> so good. It's like, oh yeah, it's turkey. I I really don't eat ham because for me, it's like I take one bite and my body just explodes with all the sodium, right? Yeah. It's like, yep. oh yeah, well okay, we're good. <laughs> I'm good on that one. But yeah. What is your favorite? What's your favorite dinner? What's your favorite holiday uh, dinner food? What would that be? It was, well, I was going to see, now I've got to, I want to copy you, but I was going to say, you know, as growing <laughs> up, uh, I don't know why that was in the case with all the sugar that I ate. But yeah. So um, I would, I would seriously say that my mom made delicious fish. And I thought that fudge was something that you could only make at Christmas time. Well, probably because it kind of fortune to make, but also because, you know, all you're doing is just basically opening a box of, you know, CNH cane sugar and just shovel it down your pot bowl. That's really that's fantastic for you. But she did make the world's best fudge. And, you know, it, I, at the time, was not a walnut person, but, put, you know, some walnut on top, sprinkle that, or even put it in the fudge. Oh, but the best part about that is she also freeze it. I don't know if you've had frozen mm. fudge before, but that is too die for. If you put it in the freezer, mm. fresh, you know, and then, of course, I would try to find a secret stash, which we would hide. But, you know, of course, <laughs> the hyper little spot, I'd find a little $100 worth of fudge. It was into like three pieces at the time we'd go out. Um, but, yeah, so I, my mom's fudge. But then my grandmother's potatoes and gravy, pepper butter. Okay, great. You can't really screw that up. Mm-hmm. Today, I a packet of rich mix, you know, just like do the Lipton onion thing on top of the road. I would today throw in a packet of, you know, the ranch mix just to give it a little flavor. But the gravy for me is, is really the key because you can have fantastic mashed potatoes, but if your gravy is just like out of a packet, you don't have anything else, to, it's going to taste like it's gravy out of a packet. And there's nothing wrong with that because gravy like cold pizza. It's still great. But mm-hmm. uh, if you get the homemade gravy... With the turkey drippings or the ham drippings, and then get a little bit of chunky, the lip, 
you know, the, the skins of Bren Brown or bits of meat in there. And then, you know, just the one that goes into making the gravy and you put that on top. Of the I'm hungry. That is and I've so already good. Eaten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My brother made the best turkey gravy exactly how you described the turkey drippings with turkey mm-hmm. pieces and turkey skin threw in a few carrots some onions oh my yeah. oh it oh man <laughs> it was so good it was really good yeah well so now that we know what we're going to be shipping each other via, via amazon flash together for <laughs> christmas what food are we not going to send to each other what do you eat what do I hate? Um, my friends all tease me about this because now this isn't a holiday food, but I, it's like I just can't. And it's, of all things, watermelon. I just can't. What? I can't. I don't care which way you, you – uh-uh. There's something about the texture. I cannot wrap my mind around it. But here's – not necessarily strange because, of course, it's me. I love, once upon a time, I discovered, remember the fire sticks candy, the hard candy? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like Jolly I, Rancher or that type? Jolly Rancher. There you go. Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Yes. Um, I loved the watermelon. Now, right. I've actually had, I have tasted watermelon juice. And that's okay. But watermelon, I can't do the texture. However, I love huh. cantaloupe. I love honeydew. Um, but there's something about that watermelon. My family's like, ooh, watermelon. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> that is one. If you're going to not like something, I would almost expect you not to like pumpkin or cantaloupe because it has that very smooth texture to it. And at least well, one has it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, you, you hit on the other one, pumpkin. I cannot eat pumpkin. People say, ooh, pumpkin pie, and I'm like, Bleh. you can have the pumpkin pie. <laughs> I don't do pumpkin pie. But you know what? If you make me a sweet potato pie with yams, the orange ones, not the yellow, I love that stuff. Love it. That is wild. Okay, something must have happened early in childhood development to cause you to have this watermelon pumpkin thing. Um, texturally, you have some other options that you do like that you would think it's going to be, oh, I just don't like the flavor, I don't, but you like the product in, if it's differently. That is, that's crazy. It's not crazy bad, but just like, that's, that's, that's my old manager, and he would start and so and if you want to, you know, get a rise out of him, if you're not careful, bring in a pumpkin. And he would. Sing it. Oh, my gosh. I'll give him a hard time about this, but I don't know. I, I like, you know, I probably, I'm not, um, I'm not averse to a lot of foods now. They're, they're, they're right. growing. He put cranberries in front of me. Never in a million years. I thought that was grossest thing ever. But now I can't mm-hmm. get enough. I put the in my pumpkin bread. I put cranberries um, in my salads. I put cranberries everywhere. But if you made me take a look at, you know, a cranberry log that would come out of the can, 
and made me take a look at that. I would, I, we could be friends. That would be the worst thing ever. Now I love them. What do you think that is? Why do you think our tastes change over time? You know, once upon a time, I read this one and only article that I never came across again. You know, when we are babies, all of our little taste buds are just on fire all over the place, and we love sweet stuff. And then we get older, and our taste buds change. And then about around this time in life, we enjoy more savory stuff. But then as we get into older aging, it switches again back to sweet stuff. You know, my mother had um, in her final couple of years, four or five years, she loved sweets. My dad would get one of those nine-inch pies, didn't matter what kind of pie, from Albertsons. And if he left it on the counter, counter at night he'd get up in the morning and the entire pie would be gone because she'd get up yes didn't matter what it was she ate the whole thing and (laughs) so this was the fun part of Alzheimer's he'd get up and say Ruthie did you eat that pie nope I don't know what you're talking about and she really didn't (laughs) (laughs) but you know there, there is a science to it, as they say. There's a reason for it. But I, I have found that, you know, I didn't care for hot sauce. Oh, for a long time, it was like, oh, no way. No way. Louisiana hot sauce? Nope. I would like sneeze and gag and all of that. And then I got to a certain place in time. It's like, ooh, let me try. I'll have just a little bit of it. Oh, it tasted pretty good. I I still only like a little bit of it. But the one sauce I like that now I can eat with pretty much without flinching is the sriracha. And it's like, "Mm, yeah. So I'm not sure what it is. I just really feel like it has everything to do with our uh, stomach enzymes. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of people feel, you know, are pre-digestive, probiotic, whatever, whatever, I feel like it really does have a lot to do with that and that we just are naturally craving something that's going to be a little more tangy and powerful and something to uh, get the digestive juices going. Yeah. So are you get freaked out? Freaked out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to freak you out as you will totally – Thank me later. So next time you get your organic avocado from the Whole Foods that Amazon yes. Fresh delivers. By the way, we want you to be a paid sponsor of Amazon Whole Foods. Either way, we'll take your money. But you get your <laughs> avocado and mm-hmm. you turn that into guacamole. Then you either your sriracha. My preference is Cholula hot sauce or Tapatio hot sauce. Ooh. And you kind of have that as, you know, you have your guacamole in one bowl and maybe have, uh, you know, the hot sauce in another. Your favorite hot sauce. Telling your friend to walk right now telling you this, Stephanie. But take a nice, you know, good quality tortilla chip, uh, dip it in the, uh, and then just dunk it into the hot sauce and then take the bite. So you're going to get the cool creaminess of the avocado and the guacamole, but the spice of the hot sauce. And the crunch of the tortilla chip. It is perfection. Oh, no, that sounds amazing. Oh, now I'm craving mm-hmm. Mexican food. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. So, yes. um, my little 
dietary recommendation for the day. I used to. I'm trying to think. Um, it's. I'm trying to think of the place over on 24th north of Kilback that I used to go to. That restaurant there that was again one of those be seen places on a Friday night. Uh, but they had the, the guacamole they serve in a martini glass because that way you can eat less and charge a lot more for it. All the secrets <laughs> of dining. And they would have the hot sauce, and then you know you did that for your appetizer for you know eighty seven dollars, and it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I that sometimes. I wonder what you think about. It. Now, before we get ready to end the show, because we've got six, I've been totally remiss asking about this Sunday show with guest. Can you tell us what's going to be happening this Sunday night? Yes. So this Sunday night is my December show, Journey with Stephanie, and my my guest will be Doug Johnston. He is a psychic astrologer, and he's been a longtime friend for, I don't know, eight years. It's one of those things where you meet and all of a sudden you've been friends for a decade or more. So he's going to be my guest. We're going to visit a little bit and then we're going to take calls. And the cool part is when we take your calls, I will answer first and then Doug will answer with astrology. And what's really, really fascinating is that you know, Doug and I used to give readings at Karina Bakery there in Tacoma, Washington. We did that for three years. We'd go there once a week. And people would get, you know, a reading with didn't matter which one of us first and then go come to the other one of us. And we both disseminated very similar information, each based upon what we do. So it'll be really fun. Um, he's funny. He likes to crack jokes. He likes to tell stories. And both of us, he's going to be my guest. It'll just be fun, and I thought it would be fun for Christmas. He and I have some quiet, private running jokes about Christmas, and I thought, well, okay, I'm going to bring him on the air, and we can talk about that too. So join me this Sunday, 7 o'clock p.m., right here, Ready to Radio. Woo! And this is a non-paid endorsement of I'm a huge Stephanie Gerard fan. There is a link to her website on the show page. That's journeystephanie.com. If you would like to have a private with her, go to the website. You can book an appointment directly. And somebody who loves a monthly session, and I'm late this month, you, by the way, <laughs> that's my reminder. On there, that's how you get my session. Um, it, it is one of these things that lets you experience it firsthand. Because you think, oh, it's mumbo jumbo, it's crazy. I'm telling you, firsthand, folks, it is the real deal. She knows exactly what she's doing. She is fantastic. She works with your chakras, energy healing, theta healing, cord cutting, plug pulling, all stuff. And at the end of it, if you walk away light, like, and I'm not talking because I've bleached blonde hair either, but if you don't walk away light from the spiritual that you're getting, I don't know what's going on because that's how good Stephanie is. So if I highly encourage you if you want a gift, a great gift, somebody to thank for the rest of your natural born life, you can book an appointment with friends and family with Stephanie at her website.com. With that, Stephanie, I will see you next week. I'm going to play a classic of mine. So guess what? It's Christmas time. It celebrates the year-round, no matter what time of the year it may be, let's always remind one that it is just Christmas.
see you next week. Um, I will tell you also, just as an FYI, we, we have um, Stephanie coming December 19th. She will be my last show. So if you'd like to in on the 19th, we'll do that. This coming Sunday, again, 7 p.m. time, we'll be back live with Stephanie's show with her special John. Have a great night, Stephanie. All right. the sunshine in the trees. You might not even think of Santa Claus with his dogs down by the beach. Oh, their tails, they are all wagging, wagging here to there. And the joyous sounds of barking without care.